again another week down um yeah let's just get right into it Sid, tell us tell us what happened with the georgia tech game um i don't even really know where to start got off to a slow start uh jeff was favoring an injury uh got some type of ankle or foot injury going on nearly what 100 but he wanted to give it a go um didn't look healthy, never didn't really take off running when he'd get the opportunity, just kind of looked um, like he was favoring something the whole night. Didn't last very long. Uh, got a pick six off the bat, got a turnover. I mean, it's like Virginia just kept trying to give us chances and we couldn't do anything offensively. So that Gibson looked terrible. Um, kind of one of those deals where we never gave him reps to be at the beginning of the year uh one of the things one of the complaints i had about jeff uh, could have used some reps some reps there because he just looked totally lost we couldn't protect for him and it was just it was ugly uh couldn't really move the ball at all <laughs> i think we had at one point with all the deductions from sacks and stuff four total yards in the second half um, so it wasn't good there for a while. Uh, they gave us plenty of options or, or, or plenty of opportunities to score. Defense played really well. Yeah, uh, defense course, was out there doing it. Yeah, of course, Virginia's offense is not, not very good. But, I mean, as much as the offense was just putting the defense right back out on the field, it, it it's kind of impressive that they actually played so well because – Give up 16 points. You ought, you ought against Virginia. You ought to win uh, pretty handily. So, um, yeah, didn't score a touchdown on offense. It was pretty, it was pretty bad. So, I don't really know where we go from here. Offensively, it's kind of a shitty hand being dealt for Brent. Like, if your your uh, audition kind of rides in the hands of Zach Gibson, you know, it's a tough situation to be in. Um, I think eventually Zach Pyron's going to get the opportunity to play. He'd probably be a lot better. He's a lot more mobile. Um, yeah, that was my next question. Either him or Puma. I mean, like, because I guess we don't really know the extent of Jeff's injury, do we? Don't really know, necessarily know the extent. Um, it's just some kind of nagging injury. So I think maybe we sit him for two weeks or so and try to get him healthy to win a couple games at the end of the year. But, um, yeah, it, they they won't pretty much won't play Puma. What we what I what we've been told and what I've read is Puma's like fourth, fifth on the on the depth chart. Um, pretty much no shot we're gonna play him. So he literally uh, just has a jersey. That's it. Yeah, he literally just has a jersey. Um, it was pretty much put to us on the board that um, all the coaches know it was a mistake to bring him in, and that was the doing of. Uh, the, the previous head coach. So, I don't know, kind of – He who must wanted. not be named. Yeah, so um, I, I think I think we're going to try to get to where there's only four games left and you can just roll with Zach the rest of the year. I don't think they want to play – I don't think they want to play him and burn his red shirt at the end of the year, but you also don't want to, like, play him and sit him and then play him. So, I think, I think maybe we're just going to try to get by. And then if Jeff does is not able to come back, you just roll with – with Zach Pyron, because supposedly he's for sure the number two in terms of talent, but just what he can do in the playbook and everything you're limited with. So, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. He's got to be better than Gibson. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I can't fucking suck. So, um, 
a poor guy. I mean, he's just limited. He can't he can't do anything. So it was pretty pretty brutal. I knew once he once Jeff went out, it's kind of one of his things like, damn, you're beat and your your defense only gave up 16 points and is doing everything you can do and you just know there's no way you can win the game. So it kind of stuck. It was it was hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah, just because of there were there were guys open and he just couldn't hit them time and time again. I watched yeah. the condensed version um, yesterday afternoon, and that might have been the longest twenty three minutes of my entire life. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. I mean, it was it was there. The defense was putting on a show, and they were not getting patted on the back. <laughs> they were getting. They were just getting straight disrespected. I mean, that there were there were players literally berating the offense, but it was kind of like, I don't really know what you do. You can't throw the ball downfield. So Virginia did exactly what I would have done. Like, okay, I dare you to throw the ball. Yeah, literally just load the box, cover one. Don't even worry about dropping your safety deep. I mean, just. Well, the other yeah. thing is, I almost wondered why Nate McCollum just didn't get more screen passes than he knew what to do with. Oh, I mean, not to mention it wasn't exactly a, a well-called game by Chip Long to begin with, even when Jeff was in the game. Um, his offense is really struggling, so I, I don't exactly think he's the answer either. So it's kind of a culmination of bad and, and bad, more bad. So I don't know. Not good. And now you got a four state this weekend. So, what happened? Also, what happened to um, Armstrong, dude? He was throwing that rock everywhere last year, and now he's lost his poop. coach. Now he's poopy. That'll make him worse, dude. The dude can't, he, he's throwing it at receiver's feet. But they're, they're off there. Yeah. But I mean, if you look it's, at what, I mean, what they it's did, it's also a timing game. Year, what you what what they did last year versus what the system they're running now, like dude actually has to make reads and make decisions. And last year he was he was he knew where to go with the ball, and if he didn't, he was just taking off. So that shit um, worked. Yeah, it, it, it worked. worked. He he nearly set a record in the ACC for total yards passing last year. Yeah, he snapped. And... I mean, I, I get coaching is going to take away some of them, but just the complete turnaround that he's had this year is just baffling. Yeah, it is know. what it is. I mean, and and the other thing about that is, like, playing quarterback is weird because obviously he's got some of the same receivers, but when your offensive line is ass, your whole offense is going to be very limited. And I think they lost four of their five starters. They may have lost all five of them. Like um, not... We also we also didn't record a sack the whole night. Really? We did all of that without recording a sack. We gave they we just continually gave the ball to Virginia on the good side of the fifty for them and got stop after stop. So frustrating. Yeah, it was a tough one. It was definitely <clears throat> a tough one. Um, but hey, you know, you got some extra time to prepare for Florida State. Who knows? Um, but anyways, we can hop on over to the other ACC game, Clemson versus Syracuse. Sam, what you got? What a crazy fucking game. That's all I got to say. I mean, obviously, we ended up coming back 27-21 final. Um, I, I mean, I guess we'll just start with DJ because that's really the elephant in the room right now. Um, by far his worst game of the year, um, and it looked a whole lot like last year. Um, really the biggest thing is just he made he made some bad decisions, yes, um, but there were a handful of plays that he could have made. He just – his mechanics – I talked about last year how he had concrete feet, and he had a little bit of the concrete Nikes um, on Saturday. Just not stepping into throws, just keeping his shoulders closed. I mean – a lot of little things that are so easily fixable and a lot of the stuff that we haven't, we haven't seen him do this year. Um, so it's kind of a mystery as to where all that shit came from. But honestly, I, I felt like, so after they went up 21 to 10, um, 
right before halftime, we got in two-minute drill, marched down the field. I mean, at one point, he had hit seven in a row. Um, and it just felt like, because we were going back, throwing over the middle, which is something I talked about, keys of the game that we didn't really do a whole lot of. But on that one drive, we really, I mean, we we mixed it up well. Um, and like I said, he'd hit seven in a row. And then on second and 10, he drops back and he just, he just drops the ball. So next thing you know, you're in third and 24 from the 30. Um, you get a couple yards and you let BT go out there and drill one. But, and then obviously first, first drive of the second half, you get out there, he underthrows one just horribly to Antonio Williams. I mean, we had guys open. Obviously the, one of the bigger things with our offense this whole year has been that we've, we've made plays down the field and vertical passing game has been pretty consistent. I mean, I feel like we've, we've caught some 50, 50 balls. We've, we've had guys run, running open in coverage and, um, in this game, we just we just couldn't hit them, um, which is which is tough to see. But I think I think obviously, you know, Shipley fumbles. You're still down twenty one to ten. He comes in there and he's trying to make a play in cover three and just overthrows it a little bit. And I think nine times out of ten, you look at that and you say, okay, it's just it's just not a great decision and not a great throw. But when you look at all the stuff he had done prior to that, you kind of you kind of take him out because he's compounding mistakes at that point. But I think as much as like media people are going to want to write, spend the next two weeks about how Klubnik's the guy and all this stuff. I mean, Klubnik came in for four drives and threw four passes. Yeah, bro. Y'all, y'all came in looking like me on NCAA, just running read option, read option, read option, read option. And that's the thing. I mean, we ended with 60 carries for 293 yards. I mean, we literally told Shipley and Mafa, go win the day game and that's exactly what they did you know at the end of the game it was really just came down to depth um and Syracuse didn't have quite enough but I think the other thing that's really baffling to me is that Sean Tucker ended the game with 10 touches it five carries the whole game in the second half he had two carries for 38 yards one for 23 one for 15 then he had a catch for three yards on their final drive I mean, he was – he averaged 11 and a half yards a carry. I was going to ask you get, if he got hurt or something. Because I I, was, I just no. looked at the box score and it was only five carries. No. He was – I mean, he was out. He was 8. running routes. He was, you know yeah, – I, mean, I just – I can't explain it. Um, But, I mean, I'm glad they did. I'm glad they took their, their best offensive player basically out of the game plan. That was really nice of them. Um. But second half, I mean, we only allowed 90 yards uh, on defense. 45 of those came on that final drive before R.J. Mickens got a pick in the game. Um, but talking about talking about the running backs, I said last week how, you know, Syracuse is a 3-3-5, you know, defense, and their three defensive linemen average 255 pounds. They're not a big defensive front um, and how we needed to push them around, and that's exactly what happened. Um so they and again, I mean, Shipley had 27 for 172, had a 50 yard touchdown. Moffa had 18 carries for 94 yards. Uh, I think Shipley had two or three catches for 15 or 20 yards. But we so all those little swing passes that we ran last week, we faked those and motioned guys out of the backfield and we're basically pulling linebackers out of the box and running right into it. I mean, God knows how many times. I would say probably somewhere in the ballpark. Of, six, eight, nine times we ran little fakes off the swing pass. So, I mean, schematically, I thought we had some really good things going for us. Um, we just couldn't – we couldn't hit the passes off of it. So, it's frustrating when you see your offense just completely die like that. Uh, it's even more frustrating when I felt like we outplayed them the whole game. I felt like – I mean, there was really at no point where I felt like, okay, they're, they're outplaying us right now. It's just when you have four turnovers, I mean – we had no business winning the game, I'll be honest. The fact that they took Sean Tucker out of the game in the second half for no reason, he's out there taking snaps, just not getting the ball, is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I mean, we had so many opportunities in the second half, and they just kept going three and out. I think we had three three and outs in the second half, or they did. Um, I mean, just strange. I, but again, at the end of the day, 
good teams win even on bad days. And it was definitely a bad day. So the bye week comes at a good time. And then you get Notre Dame after that. And obviously we'll we'll talk about that. But I just feel very thankful to be eight and right now. Because we've had we've had a couple of games on offense that have been clunkers. We've had a couple of clunkers on defense. Um I don't think we've had a complete 60 minutes of football yet. Um but and I think I think it, we're at the point now where you kind of have to start, you know, asking yourself what the ceiling of this team really is. Because obviously we've seen other teams have, you know, off games, but we've seen Georgia play some complete games. I think we've seen, you know, Tennessee play as complete a game as they're going to play. Obviously they're limited defensively. And I just don't know if Clemson stacks up with the rest of the top five right now, frankly. Um. So we'll see how it goes. Obviously, Clemson has a tendency to, to catch fire and play their best ball at the end of the year. Um, and hopefully that's what we're building towards. I just hope that this isn't one of those games that just takes all the the foundation out from under DJ and he just crumbles. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I don't, I don't want to make too much of it. It was a bad game. But, it, again, it wasn't like he was out there making – tons of bad decisions and tons of bad throws. It was just in a game like that where you're things aren't going your way, you can't you can't continue to make mistakes. So but again, like I said, a win's a win. Happy to get out of there with it. Um, happy to be eight and so you just keep moving forward. Bye week comes at a good time. Yeah. Sure do. <clears throat> Yeah, well, I guess we can get into – were you about to say something, Vinny? No, I was oh. saying let, let's hear about the, the Carolina game since I didn't get to watch it either. It was a great game. I loved it. Um, Incredible. It, it looked like the scene was popping. Oh, it was oh, Yeah, it was sure. popping. Um, oh, it, was a, it was a good time. Yeah, so uh, for a lot of the games this season, I've been talking about how South Carolina always starts off slow um, and that, you know, in the Arkansas game, you get down <laughs> 21 points. Um, Not the case. And, yeah, and so, you know, slow starts have been the bane of this team. I mean, even going back to last season. But then, you know, this this game, you open up with a 100-yard kickoff return. Xavier really get, you know, the same guy that dropped two balls and, and um, I guess, caused two interceptions for Spencer Rattler in that Charlotte game. A guy that got, you know, bombarded by the fan base about how he should never step on the field again uh, comes out and, and takes it for over 100 yards to the crib uh, with one shoe on. He lost his shoe at the 50-yard line, uh, trucked the rest of the way through. So that was a huge start. Um, and then that just kind of kept going uh, for at least the first quarter, for like the first five minutes of the first quarter. Uh, you get a pick on their first drive, on Texas A&M's first drive, uh, almost return for six. You don't end up getting a touchdown there somehow because you go three straight um, pass plays instead of just giving Marshall and Lloyd the ball. Were you um, all out on the field at that point? Like the five yard line. Wow. Yeah, it was it was tough. It was it was really tough. Um. God yeah, stuff mind. stuff like that is like. I don't know. It's crazy to me. Like it, it feels like Satterfield tries to be too almost too creative. Like he tries to do too much when it's just like hand the ball to Marshall and Lloyd. It's it, like you don't you're He's hurting, dead ass your best player right now. Yeah, you're hurting yourself by doing all these stupid little like little fancy little plays you're trying to do that the guys can't actually um um what's the word? They can't execute. actually yeah, execute. Well, I think if anything, at the end of the game, it just proves that put the ball in your best player's hand and run it down their throat. Yeah. Like, especially when you get the ball in the five, like we, me and Jacob were sitting there yelling, like, run the fucking ball on first and second down. And if, you know, you, you, then you run the damn it. ball, Bert. Run the ball. Yeah. So you only get three there, but then, um, I mean, the stadium's just so I, – I need to go back to that kickoff return. That is – one of the loudest I've ever heard that stadium when he broke that. Cause it looked like he got tackled around the 50. Mm-hmm. Um, when he broke that, the stadium just absolutely erupted. Um, it was, it was nuts. 
And I'm pretty sure when he started taking it out, I looked at Sid, I was like, no. And then he broke it. And I was like, yes. Bro, you could, you could hear me yelling like, no, bro, no. And then Buddy just took off. Um, but, yeah, so you're up 10 already. Um, the stadium's just going crazy. It's loud. They're still trying to do, um, you know, verbal cadence on offense, Texas A&M is, and, you know, Haynes King starts walking up the line to, to change the play, center snaps it into his into his leg or into his crotch area, and it bounces right to Tom Camingway, so we get another turnover. Uh, we actually score a touchdown on that one. The dick so, fumble. Yeah, so it's quickly 17-0, um, and Texas A&M just doesn't really have an offense to come back from something like that, especially in the environment that that was that was Williams-Brice that night. Um, you know, the offense didn't look good. I don't think – we scored until the third quarter after scoring 17 in the first, like, five minutes. Um, but the defense did their job. They did enough. Um, I actually thought they played really well. The defensive line is, is playing really, really well right now. Jordan Birch and Zach Pickens are are playing really, really well, I think. Um, and the other guys also. The secondary is playing well. Um, I would like to have seen a little bit more pressure on the quarterbacks, but, I mean, they were – I went I went back and watched it and they were hitting Haynes King just consistently just get, weren't getting there quite in time. Um but yeah, I mean you you finally started feeding Marshall and Lloyd the ball. Um and you scored a couple more times. We should have beat the hell out of them really. Um we won in spite of Satterfield just having a horrible night play calling. Um you know, Rattler missed some throws that he should have made. Um so there were a couple pretty bad drops, a couple pass interference calls that probably should have been called, but it is what it is. You know, you get the win. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got to also Kai Kroger, our punter, goat. He's so good. He's so good. He was flipping the field all night. Um, that shit is so underrated, dude. If you have, if you uh-huh. have kickers, it's it's a game changer. It really is. Yeah, game I, I yeah. I, I I mean, I don't even know. I don't even think it's going out of, on a limb to say we have the best special teams in the country. Um, but Kai Kroger and Marshawn Lloyd. I mean, Lloyd. He started off the season really slow and and kind of made people nervous. Made me nervous because it was like, is he ever actually going to be, you know, that five star guy? But over the past four games, and of there. course. Yeah, over the past four games, and of course, you know, two of the games were against lesser competition, whatever. He's got 66 attempts for 451 yards, which is a 6.8 average, um, and has really carried the team through two big wins for us um, against Kentucky and Texas A&M, two teams that have kind of been monkeys on our back over the past few years. Um, So, you know, all credit to him. You got – I mean – you got to see the passing game come alive a little bit. You saw Josh Van get a little bit more involved. He made a really nice contested catch, but other than that, it was just it was just kind of dead through the air. Um, but hey, you know, you you break the eight win or the eight loss streak to Texas A&M, you bring home the trophy, whatever it's called, for the first time ever. Um, and you had a lot of recruits in Williams Bryce when the stadium's been probably as loud as it's ever been. Uh, not as loud as it's ever been. As loud as it's been since I've been going, probably. Um, but good game. That's Getting the kind of shit that really makes it worth it, though. Yeah. You're 5-2 and two now. You have a couple games upcoming. Mizzou, Vandy, even Florida, winnable games. You could get into the seven, maybe even eight win region. But, that, I mean, it's a little too early to talk about that. Um, but I'm just happy to have five wins, and, and we're looking – it's looking good for getting to a bowl game this year, so. Hell, yeah. I don't know. I I felt like the game just never – never got going, and it was 17 nothing. It was one of those games where it's like South Carolina put up 17 points. There were still 10 minutes to play, and the clock just wasn't running. Neither team real I, on offense. It was the longest least, first quarter in history. It was insanely long, but it just felt like neither – like ne- the game just never really got going, especially for Texas A&M. Like, just watching their offense, I, after, I don't know, half an hour watching my – you know, by 8 o'clock, I was like, I don't I don't even know if they've ran five plays. And it yeah. was just – it just felt really weird. And then you honestly felt like with the way the, the game flowed, you just – 
And especially the way your defense played, you never let A chain get going at all. He had like one or two decent runs, but they just couldn't get anything going. So yeah, it yeah. really set, it really played. set up well. Defense played great. Um, I I'm not gonna lie, I was I was a little puckered up at the end there. Um, Jimbo going for the field goal early instead of going for the touchdown there was really really smart. And then they get the onside kick, obviously, take two shots or take one and a half shots to the end zone because we tipped the second ball. But um, there's a part of me that thought we were going to lose in some, you know, crazy way like that. But, you know, you end up with a win. You should have beat them worse. Um, but, hey, you know, you can't ask for too much. Fire, Jimbo. It is what it is. They were ranked, though, weren't they? No. They were three and three. And they already had three three L's. Who who would have thought uh, us and Texas A&M would have the same record? Yeah. I mean, right. what do you what do you do with Jimbo? You I guess you can, I mean you can fire him if you really wanted to. You could. But... The boosters will get him fired if they want to. Yeah, no doubt. I think I, mean, I think we'll see how the rest of the season ends up. They have a losing record. He's not coming back. No. If if they have a losing record at the end of this year and he comes back, I'd be highly surprised. If, if they if they if they make it to a bowl and win the bowl game, he'll come back because of that recruiting class. And then we'll see next year. I'm, I bet. But, I think, but I've said I it before. Be, I don't think the recruiting has anything to do with Jimbo. It can't. I think it's more about the position coaches and that bag. It can't. If, well, if, I mean, if you really look at it, talent wise, in terms of stars, and you know like profile of players they have they're they're equal to you know Ohio State Alabama and all that when it turns comes to those kind of players so will you tell me what the difference is on the game and coaching <laughs> I mean and and at some point do you make him hire an offensive coordinator and be like look dude you and your your book of plays over here on the sideline that you're shuffling through mid-game it, yeah. it ain't working dude I mean I'm looking at their the rest of their schedule right now. They still got Ole Miss and LSU to play, and then Florida, Auburn, and UMass. UMass is obviously they're going to win that game. Auburn, they should win. They thought about App State too, baby. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss and well, LSU. I mean, dude. I mean, they would be lucky to get seven wins this year. Well, I mean, LSU kind of gave you the formula to beat an Ole Miss. Actually, stop the run and make Jackson Dart beat you. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean that's fair. Their offense kind of snapped too, though. Jaden, yeah, Jaden, dude, Jaden Daniels the last month has been going stupid. Yeah, yeah, but also they shut them out like forty-two to three in the second half. Yeah, because they were down what, like seventeen to three at one point in that game. Yeah, yeah, something twenty-one to three, something stupid. Yeah, they, I think it was seventeen three, and then they won forty-five to twenty. Yeah, well. <laughs> I guess I guess that's, that's it. It's a tough scene. Yeah, that is tough. Um, I don't know how Vegas knew. Ole Miss was a top ten team. LSU was unranked, and they had LSU favored. I, I knew because they really crazy. do this shit. You didn't know. You just <laughs> whatever. You were being a contrarian, and it worked out. Anyways, <laughs> let's let's move into into the previews here. Um, let's go ahead. Clemson's on a bye. Um, so we only have three. Three breakdowns, but let's let's start it with Georgia Tech at Florida State. Um, I think this one can be real short, depending on the status of Jeff Sims. Um, it really is if he's not playing, if he's not even close to eighty percent playing, it's it's, uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, Florida State has the athletes. Um, not really sure, you know, on the coaching piece of it or where they are as a as a program, but. They definitely have some athletes. Uh, I almost feel like they're kind of in a Miami situation right now where things go poorly enough and they'll kind of implode from there. Um, but doing Travis is very hit or miss. Um, defense is honestly not something I'm worried about, though. I feel like we'll give up some points. You know, we'll give up 14, 21 points. But uh, is that enough, you know, to keep to keep you in the game with the way the offense is playing? you probably need to hold them to seven points, to be honest with you. I just don't see that happening. So it's kind of one of those games where from right – for right now, depending on what – even if just in the game, I mean, Chip Long has to call a much better game, has to give us 
a much better chance in terms of using our strengths, the, 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 the small strengths we do have, to put us in a situation in which we can put up some points. Um, offensive line have to play better. And overall, you just got to get better quarterback play. So I don't really know what to think about it other than the fact that I don't think we'll go out there and get blown out. I think it'll just be kind of one of those where um, you go out there and you give up 10 points, and you're like, okay, well, we're beat. So uh, kind of a weird feeling going into the game, but I just don't feel like we have the, the quarterback play to get you through it with a win. It's kind of short. but Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's fair. That's fair. It's, it starts with the quarterback, to be honest. I mean, it does. Football, football runs through the quarterback, offense at least, obviously. So, but, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, but I guess with that, we can move into um, Georgia versus Florida. What's, what's, yeah. what's this game called? It's like the, the greatest – Yeah, largest cocktail, whatever. Yeah, largest uh, – Vegas, largest, whatever you want to say, cocktail party um outdoor cocktail party yeah so we're starting our uh the gauntlet of our schedule we have florida tennessee kentucky mississippi state coming up um not in that order um so you know this is these next four games we're gonna see if georgia's actually battered or not um our defense hasn't really seen a top five offense um, quite yet. Um, did you Did you know that uh, South Carolina's offense y'all were sixth in the ACC or SEC? Um, I didn't actually. I probably did, but um, yeah, y'all are, y'all are the best offense we face from a production standpoint. Um, which Ole Miss? I mean, not Ole Miss, Oregon. Has done a lot better, so I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if it was that first game they just came out with their uh, head in their ass, or we just played really good. Um, I think it's both. Uh, Bo Nix is definitely a lot better, but yeah, y'all, yeah, y'all yeah. beat their ass. Georgia yeah. kicked Georgia kicked both Oregon and South Carolina into gear this season. Yeah, they did. Um, but yeah, I mean, so. I'll start off with the injury reports. We've had a lot of guys out, and we've had pretty much two bye weeks in a row. Um, I'll start with a big factor, A.D. Mitchell. Um, so they came out and finally said it was a high ankle sprain. Um, he then he suffered against Sanford like the first drive, and um, he finally got uh, some play time uh, against Auburn. Uh, he was out there, and I saw him take a couple couple snaps, and it he was still gimpy. It was he wasn't one hundred percent, and then I didn't so like. So he's pulling it. a JT Daniels. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, he didn't play against Bandy, um, so I don't. You know, Kirby Smart's just notorious for not telling you exactly what's going on. Like every, every coach. coach, yeah, that's yeah. every coach. Um, which is smart, smart thing to do. Um, so I don't know if he's going to be back for Florida or not. Um, my guess is no. I think it's going to be if we need him type scenario, but he needs to get out there and get those game reps um, if he is waiting for Tennessee. Because I mean, he hasn't played in weeks, and he, he just needs that game experience again. Um, Jalen Carter, I mean, same same scenario. He's been hurt since – the beginning of the season, um, in the Oregon game, he tweaked his ankle, and then in Missouri, y'all saw that block. Um, it's clean, look clean to me <laughs> <laughs> on his knee. Um, it was an MCL sprain, they finally said that too. So, I mean, my guess him and AD Mitchell are going to be treated the same. They're not, they're going to come in every now and then in the Florida game, but they're not going to get significant reps. Um, Smell uh, Munden, uh, inside linebacker. He's been out for a couple games. They're expecting him back. Um, Lad apparently tweaked his ankle against uh, Vandy, but, you know. I think he's been hurt for a while. Uh, like broken fingers, dislocated <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think he just ran out of sticky. Popcorn sticky butter syndrome. Yeah. He's been eating a lot of popcorn, man. 
Um, tell Garrett Cole he needs some of that spider tack. Yeah, for real. That pine tar, baby. Um, but yeah, as far as injuries, uh, I'm hope, hoping there's a couple guys coming back off the bye week, but uh, we'll see. Um, but from a, from a game standpoint, obviously, it's going to be containing number 15, AR-15. Um, he's hey, – can't really throw the ball that much. Uh, his completion percentage is 56 on the year. Um, six touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, you know, this is a run first team. They're 16th in the country. Um Rushing, rushing offense, um, three-headed monster, really. You got um, Anthony Richardson, um, Johnson, and then uh, Trevor Etienne, um, who is a beast. Um, he's looked good so far. Yeah, he has. He, he's got that, <laughs> pretty... he's got that um, great lower body balance that, that Travis has. Um, he's, and he's more of a complete back. Like they they'll throw it to he's, him every now and then. I mean, he's out there running some routes. Like he's he's, he's not as fast, man. but he's he's thicker. He's a he's a good player. Yeah. Um. But they don't really when they do throw the ball, they pretty much throw it to two main guys, and it's Justin Shorter and I think Xavier um, Henderson. I think is his last name. Um, yeah, Xavier Xavier Henderson has like far far and beyond the most receptions, but Justin yeah. Shorter is like long. Yeah, those are good too. Yeah, um, their defense. I mean, Brenton Cox will talk a lot of game and then not do anything about it. Um, but he's still he's still better than most. Unfortunately, he has been a factor the last two seasons we played him. So I don't expect him to be again. They arguably have the one of the best uh, middle linebackers in the SEC. Um, Ventrell, yeah, Ventrell Miller. Um, he's a beast. Um, other than that, their defense has given up a lot of points this season. I think they're third third most in that um, in the conference right now. Um, I think they've almost allowed 200, 200 points. So I mean, if we just you know stack the box and contain contain Anthony, I think it'll be a a clean win. Um, the spread's the largest it's been in a long time. Uh, over three touchdowns. I think that's the most it's ever been, actually, like ever in the history of this rival game. Um, and I think, you know, if our offense clicks on all cylinders like it should, um, it could it could get ugly. Um, but we'll see, you know. Um, Anthony can always break one out for a 50-yard 50 50 yard scramble. Um, we've seen it happen multiple times this year, so we just got to do a good job of keeping him in the pocket. And, you know, I, I just feel like Kirby's going to come into this game, you know, saying make me – or we're going to make him beat us in the air pretty much. I mean – That's what you have to do. See if, I mean, see, if, see if he can. I mean, your, your secondary is good enough, like, to cover the, their guys one-on-one. Yeah, I feel confident leaving those guys on the island. Um, I mean, Christopher Smith is having a great year. He just got nominated for the Jim Thorpe Award. Um, so, I mean, uh, I would I would be comfortable leaving them out there alone. So, we'll see. Um, you never know. They We both have bye weeks. That's why I love this game because you never – there's no, oh, they had a bye week and we didn't type deal. Yep. It's a fair matchup going into it. So um I always and, love beating and neutral site. That's right. I love beating the piss out of them when it happens. So hopefully it happens again this year. We'll see. Oh yeah. Well, I guess to to move on to the last one, South Carolina versus Missouri. Um, South Carolina's at home again, luckily. Uh they're actually a six point favorite in this game, which is they're not used. They're not favored very much, so that's cool. Um, I'm also surprised they aren't favored by a little bit more. Yeah, I mean Missouri's sneaky good though. That's like, that's sneaky. That's not a slight on Missouri. That's just kind of like showing some respect to Carolina at this point. 
Yeah, I think yeah. I think Missouri is sneaky good. Um, but I think before I get into it, gotta say this is um the first four game win streak South Carolina's had since um I think like 2013. Um, first time being ranked since 2018. Um Go crazy. So, so hey, you know that's it, good time for a lifetime contract for Beamer. Good thing. Uh let's not get crazy. <laughs> But good, good things are happening, you know. Um, going into this Missouri game, this is one you you got to win. You lost to him last year after letting Tyler Beatty run for like two million yards on you. Um, <laughs> he ran for miles, not yards. Yeah, um, <laughs> which was disappointing because you know Missouri's Missouri's just a team that you need to beat every year, especially in the state that they're they're in right now. And and again, like we said, they're sneaky good, like. Their three wins right now are against Louisiana Tech, Abilene Christian, and Vanderbilt. So if you see that, you'd be like, wow, they're they gotta be bad. But their their losses, Auburn 17-14, Georgia 26-22, Florida 24-17. So I mean they're they're in every single one of those ball games. Um they just didn't pull right. Them they're out, not so. good. Right. They're definitely not bad. Their de- their right. defense is good. Their right. Offense, not so much. Right, for sure. So this this definitely in the game you need to go in sleeping. I think the crowd's gonna be good again. I wish I could go. Um, but unfortunately I won't be there. Um but yeah, I mean I haven't really watched any any Missouri games this year because I watched the Georgia game a little bit, but uh like y'all said, I mean the offense isn't that good that against Vanderbilt they scored two touchdowns both by the the five-star freshman Luther Burden at wide receiver uh one passing one rushing so that's definitely a guy to keep your eye on um but other than that I mean offensively get the ball to Marshawn Lloyd uh you'd like to see him go over 100 yards if you can Missouri and again Missouri's defense is pretty stout so that might be a tall task um and then you just need you need Rattler to be more efficient than he was against Texas A&M for sure um cut out the Cut out the fumbles, cut out the the drop passes, uh, stuff like that. Just got to play clean football and and hopefully come out with a decent win. Um, I'm trying to think of a score prediction here. I want to oh, say I something. I want to say something like 27. That's a, I want to say something like 27, 23 for some reason. That's the first thing that came into my head, or like 27, 21, somewhere around there. Um. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, this is definitely this is definitely a, a game that you should win. Like talent wise, we're way more talented than them. It's just you gotta you gotta show up, and you know you can't sleep on Missouri. You can't take these two these past two wins against Kentucky and Texas A and M and just think you're hot shit. Yeah, um, don't come out flat. Yeah, you gotta we'll keep fo- keep focusing on the next and and hopefully climbing the rankings. You'd hate to see them get ranked 25th and then lose it by losing to Missouri the next week. <laughs> so. Need a clean game. It's a winnable game. Um, keep just, you know, defense, keep playing offense, play a little bit better. But um, do you think, do you think now that y'all have played seven ball games and you look at Rattler, do you think this was about where you expected him to perform, or do you think he would have performed a little better? <laughs> oh, you thought <laughs> if you told me, if you told me his stats right now. At the beginning and, of the and, season, and y'all were five and two, or you didn't. Oh, I'm just you saying, if if you, record. yeah, if you just told me his stats at this yeah. point in the season, I would think we've lost every single game this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's fair. That's fair. And I mean, and and look, like f- I think four. He has eight picks. I think four of them bounce off receivers' hands. Um, but that's still. I mean, that happens to every quarterback in the nation. Like you can't just like oh, just erase those four picks. Like it, it, it happens in football. That's a thing. Just ha- he hadn't been playing like especially early in the year he just hasn't been playing that clean of football like I said during the breakdown of Texas A&M he missed a lot of throws that he should have made, um, and that's yeah, wild, I mean, bro. It's like it's like DJ stats last year and they were yeah. still still nine and three. Yeah, it's 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 tough. You're kind of winning uh, in make, spite of the offense playing like shit. Make no mistake though, there was one point. Saturday night, Jacob was like, maybe it's time to throw Luke Doty off. <laughs> I did. I did say was it, that. Was it, was it that rough? I mean – And it's not ridiculous to say that. It was just it's it was not. just the offense just wasn't moving. And, like, yeah. Rattler, Rattler threw a couple of dots that game. One was a dot in the end zone that got dropped um, by Jalen Brooks. But, 
just, you know, not making the throws that he he should be making. And I still think the offense is just too much, too much for him. It's too complex with all, all the different calls and reads and stuff like that. I mean, I don't really know that much about the X's and O's of it, but um yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, he there's Unless there's some monumental turnaround, there's no way he can go pro after this year. So what is I don't what does he do? I don't know. Stay another year, maybe. I mean, I think he would. I think you almost have to. Isn't I mean, <clears throat> I guess you got to see kind of where the chips fall at the end of the year. But yeah, I mean, if Satterfield is let is is gone, but then even if he leaves, he's gonna have a new offensive coordinator either way. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. That's too far in the future to think about right now. But to answer your question, no, this is not where I thought Spencer Rattler would be right now. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that's crazy is I'm, I, got, I just pulled up his stats, and obviously I knew the five touchdowns, eight picks. I knew that. But his yards per attempt, I mean, he's still at seven and a half. Like, that's, that's pretty strong, actually. I mean, he, he so was at half. he was at like 75% before the Texas A&M game. I think he was – I mean – he threw for like fifty percent in that in the Texas A&M game, which is going to drop it for sure. But um, he Those was completion percentage is at basically sixty four, a little bit under sixty four. Which if you're at sixty five to seventy, that's strong. Anything I mean, above yeah. seventy, yeah. I mean, he was he was he was real low. He was in like the fifties the first few games, and then got jumped up into like seventy five. Um, and then the Texas A&M game, obviously, it kind of dropped that back down because he didn't play super well or super efficiently, I should say. Right. Um, but my, but my point being, the stats show that obviously the turnovers are an issue, but as far as just throwing the ball on a down-down basis, he's been he's been fairly efficient, actually. I mean, yeah, he, he throws dots. He just makes bad decisions. And then he does there, – there are some throws that, that you would think he would want back, but – um, yeah, we saw that in the Georgia game too. He had a couple dots, and then he would just throw, throwing up to yeah, that was double covered. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, passing and receiving, did any, has anybody looked at what I said recently within this podcast? What are you talking so, about? So, in I'm, terms I didn't of, look at it. So, in terms of it. receiving touchdowns, Auburn has five, Missouri has six, Florida has seven, South Carolina has seven. Texas A&M has nine. Georgia has 11. Jalen Hyatt has 12. <laughs> Him. Him. Timothy Hyatt. He, he also got half of those in one game. Yeah. But still, that's ridiculous. That is, that is, that is ridiculous. ridiculous. I wonder who we're going to key that game. Facts. Anyways. I hope Cedric Tillman ain't back. He, didn't he opt out? He did opt out. He's done. I thought he was hurt. He did, he was, but he's he's done for the rest of the year. He's preparing for the NFL draft. He's preparing. He's not transferring. No interviews, please. Yeah, he wants to preserve his whatever. After the run they're having, that's crazy. Yeah, for real, I'd be begging to get back. Facts. I mean, but you know, let him to throw me some more deep balls. <laughs> you know, get you my know stats at, up, boy. At, he probably don't want to play. You know. The rest of these games, but if it comes down to it in the playoffs and shit, you might be like, Oh, yeah, you need that. All right, coach, I'm good. So I can come back and run the ball. Yeah, coach, I'm gonna be honest, I just was kind of hurt still, but I feel good now. Coach, coach, I I get a ring. Yeah, I can really play quarterback. You need me, coach. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I guess with, with all that being said, we can move into the picks. My favorite part of every week. Um, so here's the deal. Last week for me, not that great. Um, Jacob has overtaken me for second place. Sid with 82, Jacob with 81. I've got 78. Let's go, baby. Connor with 74. And Devinny. Devinny shit today. 66. I mean, mm. it is what it is. Um, I was the low man on the total pole last week, so you never know. Just, just kind of a tough week. I mean, we all had tech. Most of us had Ole Miss. We all had Texas. Um, I don't know what me and Davini were thinking with with Minnesota. I don't either. You know, you'll have that. It is what it is. You were thinking we that Penn State on. got gashed for a trillion yards on the ground against Michigan. Yeah. 
Uh, yep. I mean, yeah, and, and then Minnesota's they, they didn't a good do that team, against dude. Minnesota. It also didn't help that Tanner Morgan didn't play. He's yeah, been see, snapping I, this year. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on to this week, uh, we got Ohio State and Penn State. Ohio State is uh, minus 14 and a half here. This will be the first actual football team they've played. Um, obviously, we saw them struggle nice. a little bit offensively against Notre Dame. I think – I don't know. After Penn State got smacked by by Michigan, I want to think they suck. Then they beat Minnesota, who I think is an average team. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm taking Ohio State, obviously, but I just, I would just love to see them lose. I really would. Oh yeah, I would take Penn State if we were picking spread. I'd take Penn State. Yeah, I'm picking. How ridiculous Ohio to State. say that. Yeah, I'm going Ohio State too. Yeah, safe, safe, safe bet. Ohio State. Yep. Nobody do anything stupid. Uh, next, we got Notre Dame and Syracuse. Syracuse is a two-point favorite at home. If they give the ball to Sean Tucker more than five times on the ground, they're going to win. Yeah, give me Syracuse. Yep, I'm rolling with Syracuse, too. What is, what is, uh, what is Vandy's um, record right now? What up? I'm not – wow, I just said Vandy. Notre Dame. Uh, they're either three, four, four, and three. I was like, I'm not sure what this has to do. They with are, they're, they're four and three. They're four and three. Hmm. They're bad, though, dude. I know, they're, I know they're bad. Um, Like, honestly, get me Syracuse to cover by a touchdown. Well, and that's the other thing. I feel like Syracuse is just getting, like, disrespected. I'm not saying that they're, like, great, but – I think they're a pretty solid team. And against they're, Notre Dame? They're a tough out. If they're a favorite? Okay. They're just a they're just a tough out. Like it's it's, it's a tough it's gonna be a tough game. Yeah, I'm gonna a clean, Yeah, a couple clean sweeps there. Um this one might be the same. Arkansas three and a half point favorite on the road at Auburn. This is gonna be a dog fight. A couple of not great teams. Um Auburn just doesn't have enough offense. Yeah, uh Auburn's offense is close to poor as ours, so give me, Ar- <laughs> give me Arkansas. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Arkansas here, too. Um, I don't know. I, Auburn's not very good. Arkansas has shown to not, also not be very good, but I, I, I believe in their run game, so we'll see. <clears throat> yeah, give me Arkansas. Bunch of clean here sweeps go. here. We're really – um, clean sweeps across the board. So, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma, point and a half favorite on the road. I'm kind of curious to see where this line goes throughout the rest of the week because um, I think Iowa State is is going to be a tough out. I'm taking Oklahoma here. I mean, they're going to have to score some points, but when Gabriel plays, they've tended to do that. Um, they're, they're just a hard team to pick right now. So, I don't know. These Big 12 games really just give me a headache. Yeah, I don't really know what to go with here, but I just know that neither Iowa team scores a whole lot of points right now, and I feel like Oklahoma is kind of one of those teams with, on any given day, they can still go out there and put up 40-something points, So, especially if they have Gabriel in the game. So I'm going to take Oklahoma. Yeah, I hate to keep following the trend, but I've – I kind of want to go Oklahoma here, too. I mean, Iowa State's lost their last four games and have not put up many points in the process of it. Um, Even though, I mean, they played Texas a lot closer than Oklahoma did. But, again, you know, if Dylan Gabriel's back, then Oklahoma's going to score some points. And I don't think Iowa State can keep up. I like Iowa State here. Okay. I mean, you got to make a comeback somehow. That's right. So while we're on the uh, while we're on the Big Twelve thing right here, uh, we got Oklahoma State and Kansas State. There is no line. This bad boy is even as even can be, uh, or at least it was this morning. Uh, things could have changed. I like Oklahoma State. Um, I just again these Big Twelve games. I just I don't really know what to think because I'm sitting here looking at Kansas State. Deuce Vaughn's been banged up. They've got Adrian Martinez, who's playing better, definitely playing better. Um, 
but they're not a super explosive team. And defensively, I don't know anything about them. Meanwhile, you got Oklahoma State that is, I think they're still ranked, what, like number nine? Yeah. Yep. So they're they're a good team, but I mean, I don't, I'm taking Oklahoma State here. I just feel like I know more about them. I, I feel the same way. I feel like there's just, there's, there's more to me picking Oklahoma State than there is to Kansas State. So I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. Yeah, both of these teams lost to my Horn Frogs. Um, so I'm going to go with the team that played TCU better, and that's Oklahoma State. Should have won that game, honestly. But no, they shouldn't have. They lost. <laughs> um. Hi, do I, it. I, do it. <laughs> I mean, I want to pick Oklahoma State, but I need like I'm not going to come back if I just keep picking the same as y'all. I have four clean yeah, sweeps. But if those teams lose, I mean, yeah, it goes either way. But I'm, what, almost 20 points down? Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State's better, though. I mean, I just feel like they're better. They are. I agree with you. That's the conclusion we've come to. So, another clean sweep. Um, Next game, Cincinnati and UCF, another one. There is no line. You know what? I don't really know what to think about this one either, just because I feel like UCF has a better offense. Um, Cincinnati is probably the more consistent team. Um, I'm going to take UCF, though. I Actually, I take that back. I'm taking Cincinnati. I don't <laughs> like the fact that UCF is one-dimensional on offense because um, I feel like if you could stop the run and, and flow horizontally. It's just simply – Stop John Rispomley. That's what East Carolina did. Yeah, I mean, if you can, if you can keep them from running. He's their the leading ball rusher. Like crazy he has 101 you. carries. He has almost as much many carries as he does fucking completions. Yeah, he's. I mean, he is their offense more often than not. Yeah, give me uh, UCF. Okay. Okay. I like it. I think. I think. <clears throat> I think I'm going to go with Cincy, too. I think ECU gave maybe a good script on how sort of a defensive team can can slow down this offense. Um, and as I'm saying this, I'm regretting my pick already, uh, but I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going Cincy. Well, that's what I, that's what I did when I said UCF. I was like, well, <laughs> now that I picked them, they're going to lose. Hmm. The line is uh, Cincy. Minus one now. Oh, nice. Um, Vegas knows. So with that, with that being said, <laughs> not so fast. We're gonna go UCF. I like that pick. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I don't. I hate it. I hate it when home teams aren't favored because they're always upsets. I'm telling you, go back and look at the the pick sheets. Yeah, I mean, it's a fact. Home field it's advantage not is worth three or four points. Um, next one, we got Tennessee and Kentucky. Kentucky, 14-point uh, dog on the road here. They just don't have enough to keep up with with him and Hemothy, period. <laughs> yeah, no chance I'm taking Kentucky. Give me Tennessee. Yeah, clean sweep. Yeah, I'm going Tennessee. I'm also reading some stuff. Do we know if Tillman actually opted out? Because there's – I have no idea. There are some conflicting – I hadn't heard There's some conflicting stuff. He was hurt, but there's some, some conflicting stuff on Twitter. I mean, you can't trust volunteer Twitter, but some people are saying there's rumors that he's sitting out. Some people are saying he's coming back for this game. I don't know. But I mean, either way, like I'm they I'm don't going. need him. They don't. Yeah. Either way, I'm going Tennessee. It's not not a hard pit. Do we think Tennessee covers two touchdowns? Mm, yeah. I think, I think they, they might drop Dick think, on them. I'm not I think they win by like 17. Yeah. 
Kentucky's only chances is like just walking, just. I think it's defense. Left, you are right. Yeah, yeah. Kentucky's <laughs> defense is solid. Not great, but solid. And let's not forget that Tennessee almost lost to Florida earlier in the season. Yeah, I guess we beat Florida as well. Held Florida to half the amount of points. And that's fair. And that's fair. But um, next game we got Ole Miss and A and M. What did what did this? What did he say? He said Austin's Austin's a bitch. And, okay. <laughs> um, Ole Miss three point favorite here on the road. After getting destroyed on the road a week ago, I just don't have a whole lot of faith in Texas A and M. I feel like they're at the point where they're about to give up. Um, obviously we saw Marshawn Lloyd have some success running the ball against them. Um. I don't know. I, I I feel like Ole Miss still has. I feel like Lane still got enough tricks up his to keep them, keep them relevant. Obviously, they're they're not a great team, but you know, with one loss, um, I got to give them the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, I got to go Ole Miss. I I think their offense is is good enough to just kind of bury Texas A and M a little bit. They're they're just not good offensively. So give me Ole Miss. Yeah, I agree. I feel like this is a sneaky game, though, for some reason. There's some there's some part of me that thinks Texas A&M might get some things figured out a little bit and win this game. But with that yeah, being said, I'm, em, going, I'm going against my feeling and going Ole Miss. <laughs> ah, boys, you got a lot of clean it. sweeps this week. I mean, I, Ole, Ole Miss is – I mean – I was, I mean, even though LSU is underrated, I mean, they, I was not expecting that. So, I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like they got to show something against AM. I don't know, but you're right. I'm, I have the same feeling, Jacob. But weird. It's weird. I don't know why, but. Well, last game on the sheet. This might be another clean sweep. UNC, uh, the Tar Holes, three point favorites here. Too much offense with Tar Holes. Give me, give me UNC. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Pitt's a really good team at all. So give me UNC. I agree. UNC is no clunkers, that's for sure. UNC is at home. Pitt's average. Caden Slovis is is not having a great, great year. Um, and Drake May is is having a really good year. So I'm going to UNC. See, this is another one of those games where. We're gonna clean sweep UNC, and they're gonna, gonna get, win. They're gonna get upset <clears throat> because yeah. UNC is six and one, and Pitt's four and three, and then Pitt somehow is gonna win by like ten points or something crazy. But I'm picking UNC. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying. Remember this, guys. Just remember what I said. Holy cow! This whole board is just clean sweeps. Yeah. Just, Seven just, of nine games, clean sweeps. Over under, kind of, how many of those we lose? Uh, at least two. two. Yeah, and it's not helping me this week. It's gonna, gonna be help. it's gonna be the Arkansas game and the Ole Miss game. I agree. Like I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to pick Auburn, but I mean, yeah. there's still time. We're still recording. I know, but I feel like Ole Miss has a better chance than Arkansas. The SEC is weird this year. The East is better than the West. Yeah. Tennessee <clears throat> might be the best team. Like, it's it's weird. I'm saying Ar- we thought Arkansas was going to be better than four and three right now. Yeah. Um, just, you know what? Screw it. I'll I'll do one for y'all. I'll do Auburn. I mean Auburn's at home. It was my, my fingers burn typing Auburn. <laughs> I'll pick them. All right. Well, picks locked in. Four minutes on the shot clock. So, if anybody has any last words, I really don't like my UCF pick, but for the sake of now, let's do it, Sid. Having a little bit of. UCF could just come out there and boat race Let's them. Ride. Let's be honest. Let's ride. I UCF thought this is either going to lose or win by like 
25. Two touchdowns plus. They yeah. played they played someone earlier in the year where we thought the same thing. And they, they did do that. It was For UCF. Um, who was it? Yeah. It was Definitely SMU. Because yeah, a bunch of us picked SMU and then they got absolutely yeah. 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 They were on pace to score like 117 points after the first half. No, nah, that was Temple when they had them like 60 something to 10 at halftime. Yeah, you're right. That was Temple. God, that was a. <laughs> oof. That's, that's a tough scene right there. How, like, how do you go home to your family? After that? <laughs> yeah, honey, how do you Yeah, we let go? this white quarterback run for 643 yards on us. Yeah, but. Tough yeah. scene. There's our. Uh, there's what we have to say about everything college football. Over the past two weeks, I guess, or I guess this past week and the upcoming week. Uh, hopefully, our teams can get some dubs this week outside of Clemson since they're not playing. Um, Can't lose, though. Win, yeah, win the bye week. Uh, but, yeah, I guess that's it for us. Uh, we'll be back next week. Peace.